This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. a heartwarming voice of change for you today. Now, you know what? Voice of change here on K-Pulpit with myself, Lauren Jacobs, is always about things that are pulling on the world's conscience. And it always goes from social justice to, you know, what's relevant, like the Myanmar coup that happened a few weeks ago. But we also love to talk about things for the heart on the show. Now, I love talking about things for the heart because we know that there are so many realities pulling on us today. There are so many things that we are experiencing and one of those things that we have been thinking a lot about and I know a lot of people have been you know talking about recently is that sense of belonging and connection and you know during COVID and during our lockdowns we have been so separated from people we've been trying to figure out where do we connect and how do we connect where do we belong and where is home and just last week, I was reading an article that was saying South Africans are buying one-way tickets to other countries and are leaving their homeland behind. And, you know, while we reflect on that, we also talk about the goodness of God in it all and where he is calling us to be. And we need to be thinking about that. And today, that is why I am joined by a very, very special individual, a woman whose story of faith, belonging, you know, moving between nations speaks to our own desire to belong. And our own question that we hold inside of ourselves of where is home? Where do we make a home and where can we find a home? And so I'm joined by Denise Armstrong and she's a blogger from a Christian cross-cultural perspective and she blogs at denisearmstrong.com and she was born in Jamaica, trained as teacher of English for secondary schools, received her diploma in education, a degree in Shortwood Teachers College in Jamaica, the University of West Indies and she has also been married for 29 years to her husband Claude and through that she moved to the US and there have been raising their three Jamaican offspring and you know what she has been working all over and doing such incredible work lots of writing work appearing in lots of online publications and journals and it's so exciting to have Denise with us she is such a voice of depth and just a blessing to the body and so today we're going to be touching on what does it mean to belong you know what does it mean to find home and how does God meet us when we are being called to leave home maybe that's you today you know, maybe God is calling you out onto the mission field to cross borders, or maybe he is calling you to immigrate or to take your family somewhere else. And those are hard decisions to make. And those are really, really, you know, tough things to go through. So Denise is joining us today to share with us what she has experienced from moving between different countries where God has called her and her family to be. So it's going to be a great time here on Voice of Change. Stay with me. And Denise is up after this. Denise, it is Absolutely. So good to have you on the show with me today here on Voice of Change. So firstly, welcome to the show. And I hope that you're doing well all the way out in Germany today. I am doing very well. Thank you. And um, Germany is here, gray and still beautiful. Yeah, we're doing well here. Thank you. So glad to be on the show. 
It's so nice to have you. And I know, you know, we've been seeing actually in Europe that there's different kinds of lockdowns happening in Europe, still fighting the COVID-19 coronavirus. What's it been like in Germany? Just as a side note, are you guys experiencing lockdown? Are there restrictions still? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No different. Just the same. In fact, maybe even a little more restricted than in other countries. Um, because my husband is working with the military there, the American military here, they have to be um, even more, uh, you know, restrained to make sure that we are lining up with the host country's requirements. So there are even more rigid restrictions put on us as ones working with the military. So um we, I've been at least a month in quarantine. You know, when we first came, we were in quarantine for two weeks, and then my husband got exposed to someone who had the COVID, and so we were in, again quarantined for another two weeks. Oh, so wow. we've been stores are locked down, schools are barely open now again. Since December 18, the country's been pretty much locked down. Yeah. Hmm. That's quite intense, isn't it? You know, we had severe lockdowns here in South Africa, but we kind of we're still in a lockdown, but obviously most of everything is open and everything. But it is quite intense when you are in a lockdown it's like that, isn't it? And coming to a new country, I know we are so jumping. I'm so jumping ahead now. <laughs> but I know coming to a new country, that must be quite something. And then you're just in this isolation, you know. Yes, yes. Although, to be honest, it was a grace. I'll be honest with you, Lauren. It was a grace because... We were both coming from some very intense times in the mm. States and caring for ailing parents and transitioning them to other relatives. And just, just the whole business of getting ready to move was very intense. And so we were actually glad for our mm. quarantine time to reconnect with each other and with God and just to kind of look at Germany through our windows and on long walks. So mm. it, it, was, it, it had its benefits. Oh, wow. That's amazing, though, hey, isn't it? You know, God just knows what to do and how to do it. That's so cool. I love hearing that. Well, Denise, actually, we're going to we're gonna now go a little bit backward, backwards. You know, I was starting off with your life. I suppose people that are listening are now saying, okay, wait a minute. We can hear that this accent is definitely not a German accent, <laughs> not an American accent. But, you know, you grew up uh, in Jamaica, which is absolutely incredible. And the particular joy of what life was like in Jamaica and definitely how we see it as a very musical and creative culture. Lots of dancing as well when we think about Jamaican culture. And that so characterizes, you know, the life of the people and life in the islands, really so how connected were you that's that's what we're really talking about you know today on the show about belonging and home and connection and you know immigration and moving around and sense of self and how connected were you to Jamaica itself and the landscape that you knew so well and just all of that that characterizes life in the islands life in vibrant Jamaica which is very different from you know other countries which we're going to get into how connected were you to to you know home and what you knew and understood there yes yes i was very connected to my nation to the landscape to just the beauty of it to the people to the sounds to the colors to the vibrancy of the personalities of the jamaican soul i was connected to all of it and really had no desire not even the slightest to migrate mm. So it, you know, I, I think about the landscape itself, that mountain that runs down the center of the island, 
you know, it, it, it was my orientation. It was how I knew where the East was from the West. <laughs> you know, it was, what, what, you know, just, just how I placed myself. And so being in other countries where I didn't have that was, was, it was disorienting at first. But the people themselves, um, the, our language is very picturesque. It, of course, is from an oral culture for the most part initially. And so Jamaicans use a lot of word pictures or idioms and our our adages are loaded with, you know, scenes and characters and animals and plants from everyday life. And I miss that, that kind of warmth and interactiveness. <laughs> That's just mm-hmm. a part of um, culture. Mm-hmm. And the music, of course, everybody knows about reggae and mm-hmm. all of that. But it was a great time, I think, as a child growing up, because we had just transitioned from being a, a British colony to being an independent country. And so there was a lot of strong nationalistic, patriotic fervor. You know, we were all about building our country, our schools, sang patriotic songs about Jamaica. And it was it was, it was a good time to be growing up in the country. Mm. I was really privileged. Mm. That's so beautiful. Absolutely beautiful on what you were talking about of having an like a language that was based so on really oral tradition and just those beautiful pictures and those word pictures. In fact, that's how that's how so much of the Bible is, isn't it? You know, when we have the Psalms and we have so much that's in there that's so from the oral traditions and also very much connected to the landscape of, you know, where God's people were living and the agriculture and the mountains and everything. So it's almost a connection to the landscape and what is happening there. I'm sure that that, that is so deep for you as well. Yes, absolutely. And it shows up in so many ways. I know there's a a festival that we have to celebrate our independence every year. And one of my favorite aspects of that is the festival song competition, because that's where people from all over the country, you know, the the little towns and hamlets that nobody, you know, even knows of. Here comes someone with a song that's just singing about Jamaica. You know, this is the land of my birth. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a born Jamaican. You know, I'll never leave you, Jamaica. You know, those kinds of songs that just sing about the country and how they appreciate it. I've, I've always loved that heart of Jamaicans that come out in the um, festival songs. Hmm. I'm actually getting like goosebumps listening to you talk because just that depth of that love and that connection to, you know, the land where you were born, the place where, you know, God chose you to be born in. It's just so beautiful. And now later on in life, you met a man that was from America, right? And you had to immigrate to the U.S. And for some people, they would say, if they looked at a map, they would say, okay, geographically, you know, Jamaica isn't that far away from the United States, (laughs) but it is far. (laughs) And culturally, you know, not even just geographically or physically, it's so different. You know, what struggles did you have setting into a new place? You know, what was that like just moving from the country of your birth, your homeland, home nation, going to somewhere different, which even probably looked different. What struggles did you have? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a bit of a struggle initially. Um, like you say, it's it's far in the sense of being just a very different people. In, in, a, in a very real sense, the landscape shapes the soul of a people, you know. And so I think that the ruggedness of the hillsides and the Jamaican history and experience shaped a certain kind of person. And so if you pick that person up and put them 
in in the middle of America, you know, you're 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 yeah, you're gonna have that culture shock thing that everyone you know always talks about. Um, uh, my husband was very loving. God, God blessed me by giving me someone who was super patient, helpful. I mean, he did all the grocery shopping because he knew I was overwhelmed just mm. walking into an American grocery store. It's like, oh, too many choices, too many choices, you know. And um, in fact, as I thought about this question, um, I remember something that Johnny Erickson Tata said. She she went to Ghana. I think they were donating wheelchairs. I don't know if you're familiar with Johnny. Are you familiar with Johnny? Lauren, yes. She, she, yeah, she's a paraplegic, and you know she supplies wheelchairs to folks who are suffering in that way, as well. And she went to Ghana to deliver chairs, and a young lady who was herself paraplegic greeted her and said, "Welcome to to Ghana, J- Johnny, where God is bigger because we need Him more." And I think that's probably the biggest distance between mm-hmm. the Jamaican heart that I had thirty years ago. And the America that I came into, America is a very strong country economically and, you know, a lot of confidence in who they are as people in that sense. And it can push a sense of the need of God mm. out of one's consciousness because, you know, you, you need something you just pop out and buy it. You need this, you just, you know, get up and do it. Mm. And um, I think nations that are what some people call third world or developing nations or whatever um, are sometimes at an advantage in that sense that we come with a sense that we need God more. Mm. And so um, it, it was a bit of a transition. The land, even the very soil, I think I remember chatting with you about this one time, even the soil, I'd go for walks and I'm looking at the ground and even the dirt looked different. <laughs> it just had more quartz. <laughs> Quartz or something in it, you know, I'm just used to my thicker, richer, Mm. you know, dark, loamy soil or in the interior, the red soil of the bauxite that's in the center of the island and so on. So it was a a significant transition. Mm. Yeah. It's so incredible to me because we see in the world today, we see so many people moving around, whether it's, you know, people that are forced to flee their homes as refugees, which is must be very, very intense because it's not even a choice. You know, it's not even a choice to leave your home. It's something that you have to do to survive. And then we have other people that willingly choose to immigrate for reasons that are also sometimes hard for them. And it seems that I I feel so much so that most of us along the way have a, mm-hmm. have a question of where is home? You know, it's that mm-hmm. desire to belong or to settle, to be found in a sense of connection almost. You know, we talk about, oh, you know, when you walk into a place and it feels a certain way, you say, well, I'm coming home. You know, I feel like I've come mm-hmm. home. I've heard people say that about churches maybe or countries they visit. And then it's a sense of I feel like I'm home. And do you think this is something that's within us? Do you think it's a spiritual thing, a longing that we have for a place that is home that maybe we haven't seen or known is this is this deeply spiritual this longing that we always have oh, that sense of connection absolutely and in fact you know this question is so strangely spiritual and of god and for this moment because i just and in fact i'm in the process of editing an essay for the online magazine that i um publish with and it, it is exactly about this longing um, that is home. And I, I titled it um, Awakening because, it, well, I, I won't go off on that tangent, but it really is true. 
we have this longing for, it's almost like we can't put words to it, but it's like we know there is a lack of satisfaction mm-hmm. that we have that nothing on earth really seems to touch. Um, we, we think we can go back home. I went back home in 2018 um, and I thought, you know, you almost imagine you're going to go back and see the same things that you left mm-hmm. 30 odd, 20 odd, 30 years ago. And, you know, it was so different, Lauren. It was a different Jamaica. Except, let me say, the the bed and breakfast where I stayed was up in the hills. And the land, the land itself, just the topography, the green, and then the splashes of the poinciana trees, brilliant orange flowers just speckled in the early morning in the mist. When I when I got up and went out on the porch and looked down on the plain, oh, it was, it was heaven, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And and so there is that dichotomy. You can see touches of God's hand where he's touched earth with heaven. Mm. But we know it's just like a taste. I think it was C.S. Lewis who talked about, you know, this existence on earth being like a shadow of the real thing that Mm. is yet to come. So uh, another poet who um, spoke of this uh, is um, Anne Ortland. She was a, a godly woman. She wrote in the Women's Devotional Bible that earth is crammed with heaven. She was quoting Elizabeth Barrett Browning, but she turned it into more of a, a, a heavenward message saying that um, earth is crammed with heaven. In fact, let me see. I think I have a quote here. Um, earth is crammed with heaven. Christian, look around. For every bush with fire is flaming and every spot and tread is holy ground. Mm-hmm. And I think if we go through life like that, we get to see the ways in which God has crammed earth with little touches, little promises of heaven that stirs that longing in us, but fills us with hope that the real full thing is waiting for us ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that keeps me encouraged. Mm. Wow, I love that. It just feels like I'm listening to some serious soul food, you know, just hearing that. And I know for myself, as someone that's traveled a lot and was so blessed to be able to travel to so many different places and Every time it was so weird since the age of 14, I've been traveling around the world with my parents and every time I would go somewhere, it was so weird. I don't know why, but I would say to myself, could I live here? Does this feel like home? (laughs) What a weird question to ask yourself from such a young age. I was always asking myself that question and my, my answer was always no. I couldn't live here, you know, even though I fell in love with the place. And I think it is. It is like you say, and that's, it's a spiritual thing. It's not always a physical thing. We think we can find it in somewhere else, but perhaps it is just that deeply spiritual reality that we live with, that longing for home. I agree. I agree. And, and again, C.S. Lewis wrote about that in Mere Christianity, one of his mm. most well-known quotes where he says, if I find in myself a desire which no in this world can satisfy the most probable explanation is that I was made for another. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Mm. I love that. I love that he said that. It's something that I have <laughs> that I have up in my journal, like, and I, I just love that because yeah. we can reflect yeah. on it, you know, and I want to give the listeners actually a chance to reflect on this very, very reality. We're going to go to a super quick song break, but we don't want you to go anywhere because today we're really talking about what does it mean to belong and where is home and how do we come home? You know, where is that place? And so we don't want you to go anywhere. Denise is still with me after this. Enjoy some music and see you when we get back. Awesome.
You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, on Voice of Change. And Denise Armstrong is joining me today. And we, if you just joined us, we are talking about, you know, home and immigration and belonging. But if you've been with us for a while already, you know what? Thank you for being with us because it's so great to share this time. Now, Denise, I know that we spoke about you growing up in Jamaica, then moving over to the States where you've been for a few decades and now moving home again. And this time to Germany as we spoke about at the beginning and you know you and your husband have made this move a new land yet again so tell us about that journey you know just a few months in how what have you been doing to get used to this new place where you find yourself wow well yes because of covid my movements have been restricted um but i tell you what writing just seeking to engage just even our little hamlet here where we are, it's nestled in, uh, literally, in, in some low hills. There are two little townships, like two little sister towns, and the, the houses have these one, I didn't expect Spanish red tile roofs, mm. but that's most of the type of roofs that, that are around here, and, and modern architecture. But I think God really eased me into Germany really gently because my house, our house, is is the most tropical-looking house that you will ever yeah. see in a modern neighborhood. It is it is yellow. It is like butter butter yellow <laughs> with white pillars and the balcony, you know, with, with these little white pillars. And it's like, thank you, God. You knew I couldn't, you know, be jarred into too modern a situation. But um, so God eased us in, and then He gave us some really nice neighbors um he didn't let me get jarred either too much by the language Hmm. the language um of course is different because english is germanic in its root as well Hmm. we've been you know claude and i have been studying a little bit of um german on duolingo an app on our phone but the area is very um anglicized because of the military bases nearby and so it has not been too difficult for us so we've been really blessed and i have a great neighbor who looked in on us, but I've been able to process the, the country from my house, through my doors and windows, interacting with the landscape. We would go for long walks and discover just around our neighborhood. Here it is, you walk out of a, a, a modern architecture design neighborhood, and as you round the corner, immense fields just open up before you with walking paths, just going, going, going. It was the most amazing thing. We were, we were, I mean, we both just caught our breath the first morning we walked out and found this. And people just walk. And I, I just love the, the, the willingness to get out and away from, you know, technology and all this and just walk. And the German people around here, at least, they are always out walking these paths. And these paths are everywhere. You know, walk out and a tiny path just takes you out and voila you're out in you know this amazing countryside Mm. so we've been enjoying that and i've written a little bit about it you know i wrote about this neighborhood cat that we saw walking past (laughs) our patio every day and then we would go walking and there she would be out in the fields it's like we, and we named her oh. Cow Cat because she looked like a, <laughs> she has a, a cow. But, you know, it became how, how routine. She, it was a picture to me of the rhythms that God has put into the world. So that was one thing I, I, I explored in one of the blog posts that I wrote, how important it is to let our lives get back into the rhythms that God designed us for. So doing a sap, doing a, a day 
um, in a way that, or day in a way that is erratic and, you know, that throws us off. So mm-hmm. I had to learn a new rhythm being in a new situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm about to write a post that I, uh, I'm going to term, I am German, because the earth is the Lord's, says the scriptures, and the fullness of it, the world and they who dwell therein. It's like people are just people. You know, I'm finding that as we interact, people have the same desires. They love their kids. They want their homes to look nice. They want themselves to look nice. They have dreams and aspirations. At the core of us, we're, we're the same. And um, mm. one of my favorite poets, Maya Angelou, she, she has a poem called, I think it's called The Family or The Human Family, in which she talks about we are more alike, my friend, than we are unalike. She mm. ends the poem by saying that three times. We are more alike, my friend, than we are unalike. And so I'm about to write a piece about that, ways in which I have seen where as different as an, a, a, a Jamaican Black woman from the Caribbean can be to a modern <laughs> German <laughs> 2021 COVID world, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's so many similarities that um, we all basically have that spawn really, I think, from the fact that we're made in the image of God, where all of us are, and so um, there will be those similarities. So yeah, the bells, I, I think, speak to me. Mm. There, there, there are several churches here in the hamlet. And when the bells ring at different times of the day, not just on Sundays even, but in the middle of the week on, at 12 o'clock in the Lenten period, they even ring at other times. The, the bells just ricochet off of the mountains and you hear the bells. And that was something that impacted me as well. It reminded me of the rich religious Christian heritage of mm. this people. And um, I was intrigued, especially over the Christmas season, as I thought, oh, man, I don't see any vestige of the real Christmas, apart from the COVID shutdown. I I didn't see any nativities on people's front yards. You know, we're used used in America to see, you know, angels and, you know, whatever. Nothing. And even even the Advent calendars were nothing of Advent, nothing of the true nativity of Jesus' birth or anything. And I was kind of distressed about that. And then someone showed me what used to be the normal Christmas markets that you have the nativity. Um, They do these craft markets. And what the common people make are primarily nativity scenes. The Mm. baby Jesus, Mary, Joseph. I was so thrilled when I saw that on the front of a little local newspaper because it was like God was saying, yep, I'm still here. I'm still embedded in the culture and in the fullness of time. You know, I just feel it's going to rise. That was one of the signs to me of the hope that even this this history is not the big church buildings are there as a testimony, but don't really speak positive things to the people. Hmm. They don't associate with good. But I think in, in the hearts of the people, God is very much at work and alive and um there are many missionaries here as well in different capacities reaching out mm-hmm. to the um german people so yeah it, it's, it's a good thing i think as in many many other parts of the world are feeling this, that there will be a revival mm. coming soon mm. this is incredible because it, it just like you said you know we hear about missionaries and Sometimes I think what people don't realize is how Europe, you know, once, you know, 
even England, you know, once was a place where missionaries were sent out from Europe as well, you know, is now a place yes. where they need missionaries to go to them. Yes. And people <laughs> don't, don't consider it, mm -hmm. you know. I, I do have yeah. colleagues that are missionaries to Europe, you know, with greater Europe mm. vision and all of these places and organizations. And it's so incredible because I know sometimes, you know, when we reach the end of the year, there's actually these trips, and I see them advertised here in South Africa, which is take mm. a trip to Germany and visit the German night markets. You know, that's <laughs> the Christmas <laughs> market. <laughs> Before yeah, COVID, this yeah. was the pre-COVID world that we had. <laughs> Where, oh, we people, <laughs> where people could go and, you know, go through those markets and just see the beauty, the beautiful windows, you know, that are dressed up as well. And it's so incredible just to hear you speaking about this and considering, you know, Martin Luther, you know, who yes. many people look up to and, you know, just birthing this reformation and it coming out of Germany and mm -hmm. um, all of those things. And again, we, we trust for that revival, especially in Europe. I, I just feel like it's such an important important thing that needs to happen and we believe that God's going to do that so it's so incredible to hear and when you talk about the bells I connect with that as well because we have church bells that ring close to our house which is very we we don't have that often you know I, I mean I never had that before moving to where I live now and but it, it kind of fades into the background because you just get used to it which is a problem <laughs> you know isn't that we are yeah, we lose. It's, it's funny how things, in fact, I did write a, a blog post about that, about how after being here for a while, once our furniture came and life kind of ramped up, the bells did start to fade. And I remember mm. sitting by the window one day and thinking, did they stop ringing the bells? And then I realized, no, the bells didn't stop. You just stopped paying attention. You stopped mm. listening. And it became a, a word of caution to me. You know, where I felt like God was saying in the same way that you tune out these things that used to speak to you of me. Mm. You're, you're tuning me out if you're not staying attentive, if you're not, you know, keeping yourself in a place where you can hear me. You know, mm. you can miss me and not realize that, gosh, I'm not hearing God anymore. Mm. Yeah. That is so powerful as well for us to remember. I know because I remember when moving to where I am, just hearing those bells all the time and sometimes it just fades into the background. Such an important reminder. Now, Denise, I also wanted to ask you about, you know, it really is such a blessing to hear your journey because to hear how God has just been blessing you. And I know that oftentimes moving and, and you know, going across to different countries, different cultures, it, it can be challenging, but how God is just really blessing you. And I know that, you know, sometimes people are listening, even maybe there's someone listening right now to us speaking and they're feeling as though God is calling them to cross the ocean or to maybe immigrate or visit somewhere or take that job in that different country or maybe become that missionary that goes to a different place. But, you know, they're hesitant because they're scared. You know, it's a big move. It's a big step. You know, what would you encourage someone who maybe even is listening today, who's thinking all of those things, but who is sensing God? tugging them and moving them somewhere else what would you say to someone that's unsure or maybe just a little bit scared of that move today how would you you know what would you want to say to them yeah you know i would say do not run ahead of god in letting the enemy get you to project or even your own fears cause you to project things ahead of where god has you just live today in the moment 30 years ago I'm thinking 32 years ago, no one could have told me 
that in three decades I was going to be living in Europe, in Germany. I didn't picture that. I saw myself as a young adult living in Jamaica, being a part of, you know, transforming the nation, being a part of God's work in reaching the nation. Um, as a school teacher, that was as far as my vision was. And one visit to the U.S. to family, you know, in a summer, I met my husband, went back to Jamaica and, you know, in our first letter exchange, told him, actually, I'm not really looking for an American husband. So let's just get that cleared. You know? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that he was clear. You know, this is we're just being friends here. Yeah. Let's not, you know, give me a try. But that was that was the mindset I had. But God, in let's see, in the space of two and a half years, I had a, a marriage proposal and a confirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, by by a, a really supernatural experience, God let me have one morning that let me know that my husband was going to propose and that I was to say yes, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> and he did, and and it happened just as God said. And I knew that he was taking, you know, me away from Jamaica. And so God's ways are, are not our ways, but he always makes provision for wherever he calls us to. And so for each season, through parenting children in a foreign country, releasing them to their lives. You now they're all, you know, doing post-grad work or mm-hmm. in their new young careers, um, aging parents. In each season, God has been there. And this whole Germany um, venture again was not envisioned more than two years ago mm. you know in fact listen you know the, the, the lord these became options the only options open to my husband at a certain point for his career and we had to look and make these decisions and god just made it clear this is where, where i'm taking you and he has been meeting us in large ways and small even just i mentioned about the house the way the house looked how mm. comforting it was to my heart if you like i i actually you know, almost like I'm in the tropics. Mm. And giving us people who help us transition really easily and, and so on. So God will go before you. The earth is his. That's what he said to me as we flew in to Frankfurt. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He is here. And that's all we need to know, that wherever he has sent us, he is there with us. And so it will be well. Mm. It is well. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for that, Denise. And that's really an encouragement to everybody that's listening. And also, I just, you know, also was reminded of a trip that my husband and I took to Ghana, a missions trip to Ghana a few years ago. And just arriving there and being there among the people, I eventually, after a few days, really felt like I belonged there. And I would walk down the road wearing my Ghanaian dress and be like, I totally belong here. I'm Ghanaian. You know, but people were still looking at me, and I was like, "Why are they looking at me? I'm Ghanaian, you know." But I'm like, clearly not, because you're white. Like, what is wrong with you? And so it's so interesting how when God takes us somewhere and He, you know, prepares us to go somewhere, He totally goes with us, and we can find even that sense of home among people that we never knew before, and among in a land that we had never seen before, never visited before. So just such encouragement to anybody that's making a move, right? Right now, I know that here in South Africa, I've been reading a lot that a lot of people are actually immigrating, you know, now and a lot of people leaving and just was reading on the news just last week about so many South Africans just moving overseas and, you know, making new homes for themselves. And we know that God goes before us. And that's such an encouraging word. Thank you so much, Denise. And you know what? In closing, just for anybody who's maybe listening today, because I know here on K-Pool, but we actually have quite a lot of people who listen, you know, from 
Europe and even from the Middle East and even from Brazil and people who are listening who maybe are from those countries but who have also immigrated. So a final message to anyone who's feeling a little bit homesick today, you know, maybe missing their home nation, wherever they come mm-hmm. from. What would be your mm-hmm. message of hope for them today? Well, I think I would I would hark back to the words of Anne Ortland that you know, earth is crammed with heaven. And if you look, you'll see the Lord. Um, think about where Moses was when the Lord spoke to him. He was away from his familiar world in which he was raised in Egypt. He was out in the wilderness somewhere, mm. you know, tending sheep, also not his common, you know, mm. activity as a, a young prince of Egypt, you know, and um, he gave himself to that process. Of course, we knew there were some adverse things that drove him there in the first place, but you know, he clearly gave himself to that, became in that context who God wanted him to be so that when God called to him out of the bush, you know, he he was able to respond and, and receive the grace that God was going to give him to be someone used to lead others into freedom. And so if you're if you're feeling sick for home and we know that that real longing is for our heavenly home and our the home of our the father's house as it is as scriptures tell us about you know he's gone to prepare a place for us um and we want to be able to take as many people with us mm. as possible but in the meanwhile look to see around you the ways in which God wants to use you as one who can help others to see the signs of the Heavenly Father's provision here while we're still here on earth. You know, become someone who the Father can use to, to let people know that he is here, he is good, he, he loves them, and he wants to draw them to be prepared to be with him in his home, in his house. So um, one of the things that my husband used to do when we were, um, early married, he'd leave me little love notes all around the house, you know, at, you know, the bread box or something. There'd be a Aww. little love note, and uh, I love those. Yeah. But you know what? But, but you know what gave me greater pleasure, even greater pleasure, was fixing a special meal for him, something that he wasn't expecting, and seeing his delight. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one way in which we can even enjoy more God's blessings to us by doing something for other people when we start to reach out and especially in this COVID time, there's so many opportunities Mm -hmm. that we can, you know, people are so needy emotionally and we Christians, we have the capacity through the gift of our heavenly father by his spirit to to have um, reserves of joy and peace and blessing that we can share with others and, and note a kind deed, uh, you know, dropping a meal off to somebody. There's so many things that we can do to to show the reality of a good God still in the world, still working through people. And I think by extending ourselves in that way, we bring heaven and, and remind the world of a God who is waiting to bring us all into his home as we respond to his invitation through Jesus. Mm. Wow. Amen and amen to that as well. Denise, I want to say thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for blessing 
us with the beautiful words that you shared with us today from your experience as well as from just the depth within you thank you so much and you know my prayer is really for you and your family to be super blessed throughout 2021 to have all the vision that god wants you to have the wisdom that he wants you to have the miracles he wants you to witness and just the joy he wants to give each and every single one of you so thank you for being with me today and Yes, may all of those blessings be with you in abundance. Thank you. It was my pleasure. God bless you, Lauren. You're a joy. I really don't think there's much more that I can add to this amazing conversation that I've had today with Denise Armstrong. And it's been such a blessing to just hear how God has just been going before her and just blessing her. And, you know, even as I was listening to her share about her, how her husband when they were first married used to put those love notes everywhere. I'm sure that probably some of you had that as well. You know, just the different ways in which we express our love languages and the way that we love others. I'm so reminded that that's what God does for us as well. You know, wherever we go and whatever we are doing, God is expressly leaving those love messages all over the show for us. And when he calls us to leave or to go somewhere or even to move, maybe not overseas, but to a different city or he's given us a different job. I pray that, you know, we will experience his love notes and his messages all over everything for us. And so I want to encourage you today to really, really know that God really does love you and he will go before you and he is always with you and he will make every crooked path straight and he will do that because of his great and mighty love and grace for you. And so I pray that your heart has been, you know, uplifted today and revived today in the power of his hand and may you just just know that he is always with you and he is going to go before you and just be found in his will and be found in his purpose. And so thank you for joining me on Voice of Change. What a blessed time I've had. The time went so quickly, but what a blessed time I've had with you all today. Enjoy the rest of the lineup for this evening's shows and I will see you next week. Cannot wait to be here again on Voice of Change. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.